Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome to September, my friends. My gosh, I can't believe I'm saying that, but this is the best month of the year. Okay, I I am happy to say that. It literally is the best month. And, but it's also a very busy, busy month. August is busy. September has its own level of busy. Here in the North, we always say this is the local summer. And, but our kids are going back to school. Everything's shifting. Everything's changing. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of new. And amongst that, I think it's allowing me to understand um, some, except, I guess, not understand, except things that have come from the summer and to kind of think about how I want to move forward with those things. And, um, some things about caring for myself. I think this summer I've spent a different amount of time in the garden, which has been a really positive thing. And I've kind of taken a little bit of a more relaxed approach to it which has been sort of a relief in many ways. I, I've been a little bit hard on myself mentally though, saying, oh, this isn't perfect enough. There's empty space. There's, there's all these things, but I kind of took a more relaxed approach to weeding this year, which is sort of something I'm regretting, but that's what this is about today. It's about the weeds, the weeds in our garden but it's also about the weeds in our cells because the longer you garden and especially if you've gardened for a long period of time in your life you know that a garden bed is the equivalent to the garden bed within our cells there is a understanding of self that we can gain from our gardens it's ultimately the teacher it's why i show up here it's why i share this meditation and weeds are an amazing example of just what happens when we care for ourselves and when we don't. When we miss pulling the weeds early on, they can root themselves deeply and become a challenge to remove. Their roots run deep and long within our garden bed, and it's hard to get them under control. And I think there's so many ways in which this can be true in life. It can be Maybe things we don't handle in therapy. Maybe it's past traumas that we didn't totally understand. Maybe it's a bad habit that we want to break. Or maybe it's new habits we don't feel like we have space for. All these things are opportunities and to connect into thinking, okay, look at all these weeds in my garden bed. We can equivalate those weeds in our garden beds to ourselves as well. I can think of a lot of things that I have weeded out slowly, things like taking my phone to bed with me. It's not something I do anymore. It's been a long process of working away from that into a more healthier connection with my phone and and how I want to spend my evenings. There's so many things that I still am working on, you know, sometimes finding the right rhythm with kids in the morning and all of these things. And those we sometimes those weeds are going to be perennial and they come back over and over and we have to handle them. Sometimes those weeds in our life are going to be just for a season. 
it's no different in our garden beds. So I want you to think about when we're going through this meditation, what are some of those weeds in your life? Maybe they've cultivated themselves throughout this season. Maybe they have cultivated, um, I don't know, like they've just come about. Maybe they've been years in the making and been sitting dormant and now we're aware of them. Whatever it may be, maybe there's something that happened this year that surfaced new weeds. Think of it like tilling. The reason we don't till is because it encourages more weed growth. And it actually is easier to handle weeds in a no-till model than it is in a tilling model. And I think that's true in our lives. When something happens in our lives, maybe we move, maybe we leave, we lose someone we love, maybe a relationship ends, maybe a job ends, maybe you become a parent, you know, maybe you lose a friendship. Who knows? That is a tilling of self and ultimately can surface new weeds. The, and can leave you exposed to take on new weeds. You're starting to see the analogy here, right? Okay. I want to dig into this more and I want to sit with this idea more. And in fact, um, the new uh, poet laureate, um, Ada Limon, she has a beautiful, I'm going to, I'm just going to link to it. She did a really great job talking about weeding in such a beautiful way as only a <laughs> poet laureate could. Um, she really nailed it. Um, and I had been like mulling this over all summer. And then I listened to that and I was like, oh, that's so good. But we all have our own ways of interpreting this. And this is just what I feel like is the beginning of a progression of understanding it. So I consider this meditation a work in progress, as many of them are. But I think it's one that you're going to enjoy today. So let's jump in. It's simply called The Weeds. The weeds have grown high as the heat of August encouraged them to rise. And it also kept me away. Life has been busy and many times the garden loses its height on the priority list. It is normal. I have this rule about weeding where I do it often in June and more or less not at all in July. And then I do it in stages in August. There are reasons mostly pertaining to my busy schedule that this is what I do. In August, I mentally segment the garden for weeding. I know I do this patch this week, this one the next, and so on. Somehow I got off though. And now standing here the first few days of September, I am recognizing the lack of work I did in August. The crabgrass creeps throughout the garden and is sucking at the roots of other plants I would like to still grow. I also see some other plants with thorns taking hold in places I don't want them to. I know the time has come before they all spread seed and make it worse for the next year, though this is an inevitable part of gardening. I grab my gardening gloves and a basket. The difference of weeding in June and September is that there are fewer weeds, but their size and strength is quite different. The weeds that have grown since July have decided they are permanent fixtures in our garden now. They have come to believe no one will fight them to move out. So I trace the lines of their far-reaching roots and I pull and tug and try to make it clear they are no longer welcome. They twist and wander amongst the perennial plants I want there. They are finding ways to win the battle. My gloves are covered in soil and even the green of the plants that are making their way to the basket now. 
I'm beginning to question my rationale that somehow this wasn't the right way to spend my time right now. The basket fills and needs to be emptied as a section of the bed is clear. I see the soil between the things I want in the bed and what has been removed. It feels far more open and almost empty. There is space for new things now. As I step away to empty my basket in the woods, I see just how quickly the sweaty, dirty work has lifted the plants and I can see something new. I feel lighter and it is evident the garden does too. Before I know it, in just 30 to 40 minutes time, the scratchy weeds that have left my arms slightly cut and damaged are gone, and I see a whole new world that has emerged from beneath their wildness. Removing weeds is always hard for me. Sometimes I love the clutter. Sometimes I love the wildness that they create in the garden. Sometimes I love not putting in the work, but I have learned that as much as I love plants, there are some plants that need to move in order for others to thrive. The more I learn about the plants here on this land and in our area here, the more I realize what is intended to thrive and what really needs to find a new place to call home. The action of weeding has taught me so much about how to care for myself. It has shown me that we are not much different than our garden beds. It has shown me that we have to make time to clear the bed of the things no longer are working, the thing that snuck in when we weren't looking. We have to tend to the weeding in ourselves as much as we do in our garden beds. It isn't a daily thing, but it is a monthly thing to check in on ourselves, just as we do our garden beds. I have also learned that just in our garden beds, weeds are easier to remove when they are smaller, even if less apparent. When we let the things we don't want to make their home in us take root, it makes it hard to remove them from the garden bed. Some roots take an immense amount of time and years to truly eliminate, and sometimes we will notice that their roots still linger beneath the soil, even when we felt they were gone. The longer I attend to all my garden beds, the more I learn about caring for my own mind and soul. I learn better how to recognize what needs work and what is worth leaving be. I can see where a bed needs weeding, and I can find the roots of where something came from. There is something to be said about learning to tend to ourselves mentally and spiritually in the same way. Sometimes it isn't easy to rip out a plant, but if it allows space for something greater and more effective for the greater ecosystem to grow, isn't that a necessary thing? The discomfort of that work is hard, but the rewards will far outweigh, I have learned. I really hope that that kind of gets you mulling over thinking about setting new routines, shedding ones that don't work, weeding those things out in ourselves. That's a lot of work to do. Recognizing weeds in our garden is far easier than recognizing the weeds in ourselves. The things that maybe have come generationally, have come culturally, the things that maybe we aren't always aware of. To undo those things is uncomfortable. Oh gosh, sometimes sweaty, sometimes teary-eyed, sometimes cathartic, all of it. It's there and it is so real. And I know like there are roots that I have pulled out of my garden that go down three feet. And I think of that so similarly to cultural ideas, maybe even things such as racism and, you know, the beginning mindset of like not understanding your own privilege and things like that. 
things that are hard to just see on the surface. We may not be able to see how deep those roots go, where they came from and how to trace them out of ourselves and where to even find the taproot in which it began. It's a hard thing. And I think it takes our whole lives, just as it takes our whole time as a gardener to ever fully get them under control, you know, and I think we always have to check in on them, you know. I've just come to the point where I know I'm never going to get rid of all the crabgrass in my garden. I'm never going to get rid of certain things. But what I can do is show up and be willing to take care of it. And it's hard, sweaty work sometimes, but I've always found it's worth it. I've never found I regret weeding my garden and I find the same within myself. So I hope that is an inspiring way to start September when maybe your garden feels a little wild. Maybe it feels a little out of control and maybe you can recognize the same thing in yourself and begin a practice of weeding our gardens and our, our yourself as a garden bed as well. So I hope this is very good. Don't forget that if you are an online community member, you get these straight to your inbox along with journal prompts every single week. You can join at any time by going to freshexchange.com backslash join. And it starts at only $13 a month. We hope you join us. It's a great community of people and we're all learning and growing together. Okay, friends, until then, I'll see you out there.